DJ Tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side War between good and evil, watching our fists collide Battle for our freedom now, to the streets we ride Flags waving all around, pages full of pride This is where we make a stand, no more give or take They want to use violence on Americans We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace Enough with tyranny We come to take our country back For all citizens White, red, brown, or black Return it to a form of glory Fix the bloody crack On the crown Fetch it down It's going down She warned me that this day would come I'm like my father, go to combat with the blazing guns I survived that, then I came back, took the place I'm from To face off all these haters and the battle in the place I love You can't break me down, I'm indivisible You still see my raps if I was invisible That pepper spray tastes like chicken Hello fam, and welcome to episode 20 of Freedom Unchained. I am your infamous host, Joseph Thomas, also known as Pi and On. Check out my Liberty Links, you want to follow me on social media, and also I have fun with the Liberty Links to pick the platform in which you want to listen to this cool-ass podcast, if I may say so myself. I am partial to Spotify because, well, you know, you hear it. But I am out there everywhere, in the left, the other side, those that oppose me, hate it, because I'm around every corner, and I'm obnoxious as hell. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, I have a special guest, a special treat, a special patriot just for you, and I know you won't be disappointed. Many of you may know who she is, but if not, you're about to find out and become addicted to what she can bring to the table. Hey family, certainly glad having you guys all back. And I have a special treat for you. You know, I do sing for freedom and it is all based on using the love of country and love of music to unify one another. The woman that we are about to speak with has dedicated her entire life to unifying others with melody, harmony, and wearing her faith on her sleeve to use the powers and gifts that God has given her to show love of nation. Miss Ann Wolf. Thank you very much for coming on, Ann. Oh my goodness, uh, Joseph, I'm so honored to be here. You've already brought tears to my eyes because when I think about how... <laughs> how important all that is. Uh, I just welcome any opportunity at all to be able to to talk about that with, with you and of course with your audience. Well, the honor and pleasure is all ours, ma'am. I definitely have admired your work and uh, you know, the national anthem that you had sent to me um, a while back where you were sitting in a Black Hawk helicopter on a military base um, 
showing just absolute American exceptionalism was very moving and uh, moved me to tears. And your voice is absolutely beautiful. But uh, before we get a little too involved in um, in the particulars of things, uh, because you know I have known you for quite some time, so a lot of this will be a refresh of information. But kind of give my audience an insight as to who you are and and how you got to be involved and to do what it is that you were doing with your music. Well, it's funny because whenever I'm asked that question, you know, the first thing I think about is I'm actually just one of the folks and, you know, God, I guess, gave me some abilities and some background experiences in life because he expected me to do something with it. And so... I always recognize God as being the one who sets things up and I can only hope that I will become the person of God that he has in mind and I will use the abilities and opportunities that he gave me in the way that he had in mind. Uh, Specifically, I traveled a lot when I was young with my father who was a humanitarian. He served in Congress for a while and then when Kennedy was uh, president, He was given an opportunity to serve in Brazil with world hunger issues connected with world peace issues. Uh, Some of you who know history know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, So we moved to Brazil and I lived there and picked up Portuguese as my second language and learned a lot about music from Brazilians on the beach. My father at my 10th birthday gave me a guitar and I was thrilled, you know, and little did I know that when I returned to the United States, there would be so much incredible music. Uh, you know, back, you know, Joseph, I, I, you probably can relate to this because you've got a beautiful singing voice and you've probably been following music for a long time. But back when uh, I was sort of a, a teenager, uh, I was uh, involved in a lot of concerns and issues and campaigns and and uh, causes even back then. I started young because probably watching my dad and seeing the eminence of the situation as far as world hunger goes. But I remember back in the United States, you know, getting some of my first albums, fantastic artists that they were, that combined uh, spiritual messages, humanitarian messages, uh, all kinds of things all together with music. So I, I was, I just felt like I had died and gone to music heaven because I could combine a love for humanitarian outreach with music. And I remember reading, like in, for breakfast, instead of reading the cereal boxes, you know, a lot of people would look at the cereal boxes and all of the, the, you know, sports heroes that were portrayed on there. I was looking at album covers. And back then there were the big LPs and you could sort of read all the words and everything. And I, I don't know, my young mind could absorb all that. And I just uh, learned every word of every song of so many different artists. I, I'm so thrilled. And then when I was growing up, I had a lot of music in my life because my mother and father sang. And whenever we'd have family gatherings with our large family groups, you know, there would always be the inevitable after dinner sing-along, you know, so I remember looking up at my aunts and uncles and thinking, wow, this is amazing. And I grew up listening to show tunes, you know, songs from Broadway, black and white movies and so on. And um, I was very, very drawn to Delta gospel blues and Irish music and, you know, being just part Irish, you know, I, I was really uh, just moved by their just ability to be able to convey uh, such deep messages of pure joy and 
pure anguish all in the same song and I thought to myself even from a young age I hope that I can one day be able to write songs that can touch people's hearts and I prayed every day God please help me be able to be used to be able to bring comfort to people when they're going through difficult things and who knows I mean I thought of myself as somebody who who could perhaps even be a fundraiser for various causes you know so that's kind of where my mind was at even way back when and then of course gradually through the years I did become as uh, I wrote my first song when I was 14 I was offered my first recording opportunities when I was I think I was 16 or 17 then but actually on inspiration from what I feel was God I turned it down because I sort of got the feeling that if I signed with a label then what was going to happen is that I would though I might have great, you know, promotional opportunities and things like that, I might be left in a position where you know, they would be telling me how to dress, what messages to convey and you know, I'd write songs and bring them to them. Maybe they'd say, "Oh no, you know, we want you to sing this song, you know, because it will sell." And you know, this sort of thing and I knew that I sort of belonged to God and to these causes that I had been introduced to from a young age for a reason. And I just didn't want to abandon my post come what may. And it hasn't been easy from the standpoint that when you're an artist that does work back then they used to call us underground artists and yeah i did get around i did a lot of uh i brought music uh, a lot of original music to uh events that dealt with issues such as homelessness and back then you know the environment was a a, a real consideration it hadn't been hijacked by <laughs> you know organizations yet you know so it was a real thing you know to steward our resources with humble uh, appreciation of God of God's gifts and you know all these different causes i spent time with native americans on their reservations listening to their concerns and uh i was very concerned about people um who were experiencing addiction or long-term recovery at that time i was also working with people who were spokespersons for the aids movement um back then people were being tossed out you know of their jobs and disenfranchised because you know if they got aids you know nobody was there so these patients would care for one another and the ones who were still alive would care for the others so i found myself in the middle of that um i did a lot of music for uh events uh i guess what whatever the issues were at the time that i felt represented the most disenfranchised that's what i was particularly called to well as the years went by i became you know got married became a mom and you know went through a lot of things that everybody else goes through kept writing music i took a break to do 7 years of bible college uh became a chaplain um and then it was like well god where where would you like me to serve uh i'd like to serve in a place i feel called to serve beyond you know particular denominations or and i you know when my father passed away a number of years ago and when he was dying he kind of passed the mission on to me and i told him i said i'll carry the mission but i'm not going to do it the same way that maybe you would have with politics and uh you know uh, a particular religion over another i said god will lead me i don't know what that will be but he will lead me and sure enough he did and so back around 2010 2011 i was ready to come back out in service again uh i took about a 10 year break from uh singing for you know conventions and events and things that dealt with these humanitarian issues which i had done for many years and so 
you know, I was just asking and I kept getting a feeling in my heart that I should reach out to the Patriot bikers and Christian bikers and organizations regionally that helped veterans and first responders, as well as people experiencing long-term healing. Same thing again that I'd been doing before. Only uh, I noticed that now there were more venues available for these types of uh, causes, you know. And so I prayed about it and it so happened that I went to a funeral of two fallen uh, my husband was back in the military at this point, and two of his uh, pilots had uh, passed away in a in an unfort- very tragic accident. Um, so we, I was there at the memorial service, and I looked right behind me, and there were two ladies with vests on representing an organization called Rolling Thunder. And, of course, they are advocates for POWMIA, and my father being a World War II veteran, I was very drawn to that. So I started attending their meetings. I joined the organization, and within a couple of months, I fell in love with the uh, Missing Man Table Ceremony, and some of you who uh, may not have seen what that is. Some of you may immediately know what that is. I know you do, Joseph, because you're a veteran. And thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, but it, yeah, it's a it's a table that either represents all six branches plus civilians uh, or one person who represents everyone. And it's a t- place setting with a chair that's empty and usually a POW flag draped there. And there are a few things like a lemon and a rose and a candle and these sorts of things. And they all have some meaning. So I went in the recording studio. Uh, By the way, I had started recording again with the producer I still have today. And I said to him, I said, stop the press. I was working on an album at the time called A Voice, uh, I'm sorry, called uh, A Patriot's Heart and God We Trust. And I said, I really feel that we could do a professional narration of this to a background of music and it so happened that he had a beautiful composition that he had put together for another project that he was free to use and he donated the use of that so that I could narrate the missing man table ceremony so I just kind of prayed about it and got a few modifications for the audio version recorded that and then no sooner than that came out then suddenly there were requests everywhere for me to go and do a live presentation honoring our prisoners of war and those missing in action and their families. And then I began to feel like, wow, there's so many Gold Star families. And again, that's a term some of you may not have heard. And that means family members who have immediate family who have perished uh, serving, uh, uh, you know, in, as a, as a, in, the, in the military. And uh, so I got together with an Honor Guard member from a local Honor Guard who's a combat vet retired, and he had possession of a lot of information concerning the history and prayed about it again, and uh, God gave me the words for the Soldier's Cross ceremony. So now I'm doing the KIA MIA POW ceremony, just getting a deeper and deeper sense of how important it was that people uh, be reminded of uh, the price of freedom because I could see the direction things were going and schools were not teaching these things anymore and it was becoming more and more politically incorrect to care about our anthem, the flag. So, you know, I was wildly setting up things on social media such as uh, the Soldier's Cross page and I got blocked a bunch of times and you know how that is with social media. So I wrote that song, Social Media Jailhouse Blues. And, <laughs> you know, so it just sort of organically unfolded, you know. Um, I've recorded nine albums since around 2003, 2004. 
uh, I'm working on 10, 11, and 12, which will be two spoken album, uh, spoken word with a lot of the ceremonies that uh, God's put on my heart to create, and then uh, an album called Lighthouse. Uh, so that will have a lot of music in it concerning activism, how each of us can be involved with matters concerning liberty. But, you know, before I take a breath here, you had, you asked a big question. Before I take a breath here, I will say that uh, my daughter is my graphic artist and uh, she's amazing. Um, she asked me, Mom, what's your brand? You know, and I said, oh, geez, I don't think about things like that very often. But I prayed about it and I felt like God had given me the answer quite quickly it's like I am a voice for freedom and that's why you see that if anybody you know uh, has a connection with me uh, anywhere on social media or websites or whatever I always say a voice for freedom and there are two kinds of freedom our spiritual freedom is uh, it is experienced because of our personal and intimate breath by breath connection with uh, God that moves our every breath and as we adhere to that we can develop fruit of the spirit and become spiritual in nature and that's a process that i really believe is so important that we support each other in and be active in so that we can become those people of god that he has in mind and then the other kind of freedom is liberty of life and that's because of the tenets of freedom and because of uh, those who have uh, you know written these documents but also whether they be military, such as what Derek Johnson talks about, or our Constitution, Bill of Rights, etc., um, all of these sacred doc- documents, they approached uh, uh, God and asked for help, for spiritual guidance, for wisdom in creating these documents. And so, and all the way on up, uh, this liberty of life includes honoring and uh, supporting and encouraging those who teach the tenets of liberty. And of course, you would be among those, Joseph, because in the middle of all of your work, you are inspiring and teaching people about the tenets of freedom um, in so many different ways. And I know that you've educated you know, your audience on some of those, and I just want to tell you how appreciative I am that you do that. You are definitely a voice for freedom, but when I heard about your work a while ago, I was so touched because, uh, you know, singing for freedom, like you said originally in your introduction, uh, most certainly, uh, I have been trying my very best, my humble best to sing for freedom, basically most of my life. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is that each one of us is given something by our creator. And the idea is to look at what our overflow is, whatever he's given us, and to use that uh, in a manner of, you know, in a way to help others around us. And we have to uh, use the wisdom of God to determine what that is. Right now, I can only tell you what I feel is first cause, and that is uh, both issues, actually liberty of life and uh, and uh, freedom of soul, both are very, very important. Because in, we have to, we can't really have one without the other. If you have, you know, Marxism or something going on, it's likely that you're not going to be free to speak about God, you know, or, you know, the tenets of liberty. And then if you don't have freedom of soul, you know, it's very difficult to grow spiritually and to work in a united fashion with others in trying to address the issues, not only to grow spiritually, but to address the issues that concern us as a humanity collectively. 
because whatever blessings we are given, we can definitely, uh, because of our unity in the spirit, many people, one spirit, we can come together and find common ground to address issues that concern others. But then I will tell you this, fast forward to a couple of years ago, I began to hear in between ceremonies that I was uh, uh, presenting around the country that there were American hostages, American POWs, I get I guess you could legitimately say, uh, in the foreign territory of Washington, D.C. And I thought, what? You know, I heard they weren't getting their due process under the law, that, uh, oh, so many things. And so I went looking for these people because I thought in as much as I was taking the time to honor those, uh, and believe me, I was so ever mindful, not one ceremony was ever like the other. There's hundreds and hundreds of ceremonies that I've conducted. Everyone was different. Every audience is different. And in every case, I was mindful of those who maybe fell over the oceans in the Pacific or, you know, fell on foreign lands and never made it home. And, you know, it just goes on and on. I know many prisoners of war who did make it out and were, uh, you know, uh, are now active and working to help uh bring others, even if it's just the remains, uh, home to the United States of those who have fallen. So there's a huge movement concerning POW, but this was new. This was different because these are people in prison right now who may, you know, and I didn't know a lot about it, but I found a group of people on Telegram through the prisoner's record and began to attend the prayer vigil. And back then there were only a few channels available that were involved on Telegram uh, with uh, addressing the concerns of not only the defendants, but also the families. And so I I just, I really have, (laughs) everything just kind of got Uh, I mean, I've continued my work to support veterans and first responders and all these other causes that I've mentioned. But in my opinion, this is sort of an emergency, if you will. Um, I just uh, knew it became first cause. So, Joseph, that's how I ended up meeting you. And then you have that additional element of having found yourself to be a defendant and then you asked God, how can I help? And then God brought to you uh, the awareness of the, the prisoners in the, in the, you know, in the gulag, you know, singing the national anthem every night defiantly and with uh, great commitment and conviction towards the vision, which is America. And so then your mission began. So I can't tell you what an honor and a pleasure it is to be able to be here with you, sharing with your audience uh, the mutual uh, commitment to singing for freedom. (laughs) Your work has been able to inspire uh, people for many years and and across several generations um, and will continue to inspire those for generations to come. And uh, I certainly appreciate your kind words um, about what I've been doing in uh, the position in which God has put me. And I will not ever back down from my resolve because I know that I'm innocent. And I know that many of those that are being persecuted are innocent as well. But I'm not blind to the fact that some people may have broken the law. And like I said, they are going to have to be held accountable. But one thing that we've always I basically begged for, asked for, 
is fair justice under the law. And there are certain things that every American, even the convicted, even those that are in prison have as unalienable rights. And many of these men and women, their rights are being trampled on. Just basic human rights of uh, sanitation and proper medical care, access to religious services, um, visitation with their families, which is a pretty regular thing in prisons across the country. But as you and I both know, these men and women have been denied any sort of visitation, even video visitation, which is a regular thing as well. And they blame that on COVID, which blows my mind. But thankfully, they have been able to um, get some visitation. Now, one of the hurdles that they're trying to get through is even though they're quote unquote allowed visitation with their families, the guards, the warden, the institution themselves do everything that they possibly can to take it away still. Um, there's been a story I'm sure you saw on uh, Twitter that was circulating that a, a wife and her two kids traveled 12 and a half hours to go visit uh, yes. their dad, which was in, in jail and for the very first time, and they were turned away and their visitation was denied. In the reasoning that I, I mean, I heard um, it's the reasoning that the prison gave was that he had a disciplinary report from months prior that came back to bite him. And that is just a, a tactic of theirs. They want to use any sort of psychological warfare to demoralize and break down the men and women that are imprisoned to try to get them to break. And it is extremely shameful because the America that you and I love so much and that you and I have grown together in is not the America that we see today. And so it is patriots like yourself and others and groups out here that are fighting for justice and for bringing awareness and are doing everything that we can to unify the left and the right and every American under the same banner of freedom to restore our nation back to its original glory. Um, it's up to us, we the people, and my audience knows I implore them all the time, just don't do nothing, get involved, do something, speak up, bring awareness to what's going on. And you know, if you can make a phone call, make phone calls. If you can write letters, write letters. If you wanna donate, great, that helps out immensely. But it's all about not sitting still, not accepting what is going on and not complying, not being um, part of the problem, but being part of the solution. And your story with your involvement in January 6th is, is a beautiful one. And I have cherished your friendship from the day that you and I met in a little sequestered corner of the internet called Telegram. And uh, you actually created a song called Stand Your Ground, which was a huge hit. Uh, kind of, can you give us some insight on how that came about? Yes, I, I'd be honored to. And before I say that, though, I, I want to say to you how grateful I am that God has put so many talents in you. I mean, I've already mentioned your beautiful singing voice and the very touching way that you are using it on a daily basis to not just let your voice be heard, but in solidarity with those who are at in you know just there at the what it, what do they say uh they're on the front lines of this uh situation that we find ourselves in but you also have a gift of articulation and storytelling and night after night you put forward these beautiful just statements that just take 
small pieces of the story and and then put that out there in a way that anybody can understand if they you know like blessed are those who have ears and hear right as the bible says but if anything can be done to articulate you are doing it and i just appreciate that skill and that gift and the sincere way that you convey it so much i am rendered voiceless so rise up and sleep while you have choices freedom today and be gone tomorrow wake up look around and hold freedom with all your strength and stand your ground today and be gone tomorrow wake up look around now the story of stand your ground um so i'm in the prisoner's record prayer group and it was one of just a few channels available at that time this is way back in the early days and i'm listening to uh defendants and their family members in there and after the prayer time sometimes we would all linger on and chat for a little while and uh you know I, i had occasion i didn't mention anything for a long time but as we got to know each other they learned that i had been involved with uh POW advocacy for a while that I wrote songs and so they were asking me is it time yet for you to present a song and I said well let me ask God so that night I remember it was a Sunday night I went down in my sort of chaplain's room if you will and uh and just said God please help me know what I can say that could possibly represent what these people are feeling and a story came to me in my heart and it was a story of a young man who grew up uh being taught all about you know patriotism and our constitutional rights our first amendment second amendment etc and then now finds himself uh having followed that but then as a result getting arrested and now he's commissioning us to be able to be his voice while he's incarcerated and to stand our ground because this is definitely a shared venture I'll let the words of that song speak for themselves but I went to my producer who had been taking a bit of a sabbatical for some health reasons and when I told him the story I remember I put in the subject for the email I sent to him and I said urgent matter american pow's need your help <laughs> something along those lines and he immediately wrote back and said what can i do and i said well can i send you a song would you be available to go back into production with me at this time because we were thinking it would be a little bit later you know a few months ahead he said no i'll do it now and i presented him the song so that night um as i prayed the song came to me it took about an hour to write it down it just like dropped into my spirit and i sent it to him and within a week or so he had uh he had the sound bed ready i went into a local recording studio so i didn't have to drive to florida where he is and uh nowadays because of digital files we can kind of do that you know so uh, i sent the files of the local recording session doing the lead vocals and sent it down to him within another week or so we had the mastered product and I went to work immediately with a a video the first of a few videos that have been made with this song and put it out there just oh my gosh I just remember the feeling that I had oh please lord I hope this is a blessing 
I hope this is a blessing because I can't even imagine being in the shoes of these people right now. And though I, you know, I understand what you're saying that if some people have committed actual, you know, offenses, then yes, they they will likely need to account for that. But even if they do, we would want them to have all of the elements that are due to them as an American citizen, such as a speedy trial, such as due process on all ends of the situation. And so, you know, that's what we look for for all people equally under the law, uh, equal justice under the law. It's in our pledge of allegiance, you know. So, uh, but there was the spiritual element and then oh my gosh, the courage of these people, the stories I was hearing of the uh you know, under these terrible circumstances, people were finding themselves feeling closer to God where the vision of America was actually awakening even stronger in them than what it had been before how they were helping each other behind you know bars and also you know uh the needs of the family began to stand out to me the mothers the children and so i just found myself uh when given an opportunity to pray to pray for the families and the children because i could only imagine you know the guilt and the shame and the disenfranchisement that they were feeling back at home it's kind of like what i saw with uh, some of the uh you know first responders and so on you know sometimes the family would be given a hard time as well and back in vietnam when those veterans came back uh they didn't even want to wear their uniform they didn't want to even say they had been in the military because they were treated so badly so i was very aware of of uh what this type of thing could be uh for the families so anyway stand your ground made its rounds and then after that um i just kept feeling we need to have another ceremony kind of like the missing man table ceremony that would be for our current politically persecuted not just here in america but also in solidarity with those around the world and because i traveled and and so forth i, I had uh, portuguese and spanish as my second and third languages i was in touch with people in different countries and hearing stories about how people were currently living in vans and you know uh had been kicked out of their families their jobs lost everything basically to stand up against you know forced vaccine mandates and that sort of thing you know and this political persecution was very deep very very far very wide because they don't just want america whoever these uh, you know ones are that are wreaking this havoc on the planet right now they they want the whole planet they want everything and everybody that's become very apparent and so i just thought okay let me focus on our american uh hostages our american pow's those who are uh defendants you know whether they're at home whether they're currently behind bars waiting for trial whatever let's focus on them and also bring into our sphere of prayerfulness and vision for liberty uh anybody who is standing up for freedom anywhere in the world and will not rest or be silenced until all our politically persecuted have been restored or until they have been set free and unto that glorious day we the people will be their voice we the people will be their friend and we the people will remain their spiritual companion as we work and pray together on their behalf
And so uh, I was invited to speak at one of the vigils that is being held nightly outside of uh, the Gulag in Washington, D.C., and I got a prayer. And at the end of that uh, experience, which was very, very moving, I, I was able to speak with uh, Ashley Babbitt's mother and various others that were on that call. Uh, I realized that I had the start of that ceremony that had been in my heart. And so I continued to pray about it and eventually got the preamble. But I remember going on the prisoner's record prayer group again. I don't go every night, but I do get on there as often as I'm able. And I there was a lovely lady, Cynthia Price, a defendant. She and her husband are. And uh, when Aida, our beautiful prayer leader, uh, asked me, oh, hi, Ann, haven't seen you in a while. What are you working on? You know, And I said, well, I'm praying to God about getting a ceremony, completing a ceremony for the politically persecuted. Well, Cynthia contacted me offline and she became uh, the committee chair, I guess you could say, of a group of defendants and family members, supporters, you know, who uh, worked with me in the development of the script. I was able to share it with them just to make sure that I was, you know, properly representing the issues. And, and then they also offered pictures from their family and so forth so that I could put together the ceremony for the politically persecuted. And uh, so I went in the studio again, and um, and then uh, once that was mastered, I was able to go ahead and produce the video. And so we have two videos for that one now, too. One is the full ceremony with the preamble that basically talks about things, uh, such as how at one time it was a good thing. When you look at the Martin Luther King marches and so on, uh, you know, this was understood. This, these people are exercising their constitutional rights. Well, now, you know, when people show up for that, they're treated much differently. But I can just tell you that as an artist and a songwriter, uh, in becoming aware of these things, and as a chaplain, you know, I, I, I was so deeply grateful to have the ceremony now. So we have the full ceremony, and then I separated out the invocation for people who just need the prayer. There are other musical projects coming very soon, which will serve in part as public uh, awareness raising, but also uh, my prayer and hope is that it, these things can also serve as fundraisers. So uh, I, I can get into that more when we get closer to the release date, but uh, let's just say uh, I'm, like you said, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. This is definitely a marathon. You had mentioned earlier about uh, articulation. Um, I have to commend your ability to articulate the true essence of freedom and American exceptionalism in your works uh, with Stand Your Ground and the uh, political persecuted ceremony that you had just mentioned. Um, you had actually sent me the script and asked, you know, is this seem to cover every every aspect of what it is that we're fighting towards and if anything had been left out and when i read it i was absolutely moved to tears and i had nothing to add because you had so beautifully crafted just a true and pure picture of what it is that we as americans are not only standing against but standing for and you know calling for that unity and to bring all of us together for this cause and the cause of helping to save this nation and to protect our citizens from abject tyranny. And it, it's truly a, a beautiful work. Um, I re definitely recommend folks to go out and um, get, get copies of these, these songs and the ceremony and to, to spread them around and share with your friends. 
it's not something that's going to be mainstream you know it's not it's not a work made by cardi b and wolf is a true patriot and a true american that is standing for god and country with no secondary agendas only just a love in her heart and talents within within her body and using that to help benefit others and it's a truly selfless cause and you you're the work that you do is just absolutely amazing. Um, I went to CPAC and I had the uh, opportunity to rub elbows with some bigger names and to try to bring awareness. And one thing that I did mention was that, you know, like 72% of the people that are locked up in the federal prisons across the country are veterans. And that's because, in my opinion, we veterans swore an oath to the Constitution and we recognize our duty to protect her. And whenever we saw what we considered abject fraud in the election, which is a founding principle of our country, we felt that duty of honor to go and speak up. And I personally believe the January 6th was a setup and that they wanted violence. They wanted us to try to follow the narrative that they're labeling us with now, but because they couldn't get it, they had to try to fabricate it and it's all coming back to bite them now it still does not stop the federal government the doj the powers that be from destroying their lives and the men and women that are in the middle of this many of them are what i call forefather material when you read their letters when you talk to them on the phone and you hear in their heart their intention and the words that they put out it's almost as if you're reading the letters of the confederacy or it's like you're reading the diary of thomas jefferson and, and john quincy adams um hearing the battle cry of george washington it's very poised and graceful and just purely patriotic thinking about all americans not left right not republican democrat america and united under one banner of freedom and for the longest time the left we know has been complaining about prison reform and justice reform and many people have turned a blind eye to it but now it's attacking us and we're all listening we're all screaming the same things that have been said prior and i have always been telling my audience that it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on if they're taking away freedoms from us, they're taking them away from everybody. And it's up to us to unite and to stand together. We can quibble over petty stuff later, but as Americans, it doesn't matter what political affiliation, it's we're Americans. We all bleed red, white, and blue. And we can stand together to help fix the issues that the left or other sides have been complaining about for a long time. We can fix the justice system we can fix the prison systems and it is being highlighted at this moment but the stature of the these men and women that are being persecuted are on, an, on another level and i think god has chosen each and every one of them because of the character in which he had built within them to withstand and to stand for the proper cause of american values like i said before it's not left or right we can all join together because united we're strong divided we die and so it is time for all of us to stand up for freedom 
and you have been doing this for a long time and the the works that you put out are truly in my opinion historic they'll go down in history as some of those chants and hymns and songs that people will sing for time to come because they truly embody what our country is all about and I'm happy to hear that you have some works coming down the, the line. I'm, I'm excited. The anticipation is going to get to me. Well, you know, uh, you did use the word unity. Uh, that is huge right now because when you said united we stand, divided we fall. And so that's where the spiritual element also comes into play because we don't want to get distracted by uh, small grievances and so forth and so on. We want to be able to stay focused on the big picture, on the end goal, which is liberty for all and spiritual growth for all, maturity and wisdom coming from the Lord for all, you know, this is this is what we, we seek. And um, the enemy can do a lot to confuse. It's, I, it's something I like to call the bowling ball technique. You can throw a bowling ball down the middle of the alley, knock out one pin and it'll knock everything else down. So. Uh, you know, when when problems come up inside of a group or things like that, or we have, you know, because the way the Marxists like to work is they'll hit you from all sides all at once. You know, you've got stories about, you know, uh, food scarcity. You've got these, uh, these uh, explosions and fires. You've got, we've got all this going on all at once, all over the place. And it's extremely stressful. It doesn't exactly bring out the best in us sometimes, but we have to maintain our composure spiritually and God can help us. That's what grace is for. God can help us take a breath and breathe that breath of peace and to be able to take one, you know, one step at a time and above all, keep our eyes on two things, God and liberty. And I say this right on my annmwolf.info website, right there, I talk about allegiance. Allegiance should be first to God, regardless of the denomination that you might choose or not choose to to be a part of in your uh, spiritual walk. And then beyond political parties and all of these things, we have to, you know, give allegiance to the actual pure tenets uh, of freedom and the vision, which is America. A lot of people like to spend a lot of time talking about the mistakes that some Americans have made throughout our history, our short history. But I tend to like to look at it as we are a work of art in progress, just like any of us as individuals are. And the country will be a reflection of the maturity and growth and focus of the individuals. And so that's why we need that spiritual character development so that it can be reflected in the ways that we're able to effectively work with one another. So all of these parts are very intrinsically connected. So my solution, I mean, as an artist, uh, I'm obviously not a psychiatrist or anything like that. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a principal of a school. I'm not, but I am a writer. And so, uh, you know, recently I could see that um, a a bit of the discouragement and some of the frustration, I mean, the cycles that, that people go through trying to stand their ground and uh, stay united with one another and so I thought you know what it's time to bring back the song uh, we shall overcome and this was a big song uh, actually going back decades and decades and it was a big song I know around uh, Martin Luther King's um, you know all of the marches that were taking place at the time 
and legitimately there were so many uh, very important changes that had to take place and need needed to take place and did take place and so but i felt like the song yes we shall overcome but i said god do i dare listen lean in my ear and write some new verses for this and so i did and the first verse is uh you know of course this traditional verse we shall overcome we shall overcome someday you know and the second one um you know truth shall be revealed truth shall be revealed etc the next verse the captives will be free the captives will be free and the next verse with liberty restored and then i brought back the we do not fear but i said by god's grace we do not fear and so some of us you know you as a podcaster as a as a defendant as a human being that is deeply committed to the vision of liberty as well as your personal walk with god you understand what it is to hold up that banner so that other people can remember so if they caught if they find themselves caught up in the fog of war they can look around and and go wait 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 let's let's just get back on point here let's get back on point and it's god our allegiance to god and allegiance to the tenets of liberty let's start there let's unite there and the spirit of god that moves our every breath though there are many people there's one spirit and if we seek that we will have that discernment and that ability to unite and we will have that ability to submit and allow ourselves to mature and to grow in wisdom and not just fall on the old knee-jerk habits and emotional reactions and myopic way of looking at things and projecting things but we will truly seek that humble uh spirit uh of wanting to work uh in unity as much as possible with others who seek the same and also that will give us the discernment to understand the beauty and the value of freedom and not only that but everything that we do everything that we do is not just for the ones that are there today but everyone who's ever shed one drop of blood who's ever sacrificed and all the way back to the beginning the people who signed their names on those original documents many of them suffered terribly lost everything we hear about the basic guys you know the you know uh we hear about uh say a dozen of them of our forefathers but there were hundreds hundreds upon hundreds that lost everything in order to uh pledge their sacred troth as they said you know and so we we stand today in honor of those that are suffering at the forefront of the struggle today in honor of those who have suffered in the past to bring us this freedom and this deep consciousness that resonates in the DNA of our souls and we also do it for those going forward in the future so that our children and our children's children can continue to reap the fruit of freedom yeah, many of them had their their homes burned down their loved ones killed they were imprisoned or killed themselves um just completely devastated and their lives destroyed <clears throat> but they stood their ground proudly and uh understanding that the nation they were trying to create was much greater than themselves and that's one thing that i truly admire those that are in this fight for January 6th the fight for true justice the fight for restoring our country back to its original glory and the reason that the men sing the anthem 
in the gulag or in the behind bars or Americans singing it across the country with us is because it's this nation that's persecuting yet they stand in solidarity and sing the anthem of our nation the star spangled banner and that shows that we all understand that America is much greater than a single administration that it is much greater in meaning than the current tragedies that we are suffering our current pain is nothing to compare with the treasures in which we will amass in heaven to maintain liberty and freedom for the following generations you mentioned Martin Luther King with the civil rights fight i've uh, actually equated to the time that we are in now to that time then of the civil rights movement because our nation is not perfect but from our mistakes we have grown and improved together to become the greatest nation in the world and we are still improving from the mistakes that we are making and have made in the past and are currently making now to be even greater to hand down something to the next generations that's better than when we got it and that is the goal of every american or should be at least and uh, yes during, during the time of the civil rights movement those that were speaking up for basic human liberty were vilified they were smeared they were infiltrated by the FBI many of them yes. were many of them were beaten many of them were killed people were burning their houses down as a nation we look back on those freedom fighters if you want to call them with just absolute respect and reverence for those that were willing to speak up against tyranny for the liberty of other Americans the Americans that were forgotten and that is truly a beautiful thing but it took much pain and sacrifice much many tears and some blood to get there and now today we are faced once again with abject tyranny persecuting american citizens destroying due process destroying their lives and many of j6's defendants have lost absolutely everything well we've had four that were that were killed on january 6th since then we've had eight take their own lives many of those that are incarcerated um have lost everything that they own their homes their children have been taken away many of them their spouses have left the stories are just heartbreaking and right now we are vilified largely by society but it still surprises me how many people that they might not voice it but they support everybody that went to January 6th to speak up i've only had two people in the last 2 years voice to my face any sort of negativity anytime when i speak to somebody and um or speak in a crowd or even just on the street um mention january 6th many many people thank me for being there and then you know we have a conversation and let them know what's currently going on um when i was at cpac actually i had at cpac of all places the conservative political action committee i had a uh, young college age kid came up and asked me about january 6th and you know i told him some basics and i told him what 
our cause was to, to fight for justice and bring awareness. He shook his head, smiled at me and said, well, that's nice, but you're nothing more than a coward and a traitor and I hope you burn in hell. And then he turned around and walked away. Well, ran away actually to go laugh with his friends over at the uh, other vendors area or whatever. So really he calls me a coward and then ran, but that's neither here nor there. But my point with this is that many people support anybody that is willing to speak up for liberty and freedom. We have not been vilified by the majority of society. There's just a small part of society that has the microphone of the media. And so it seems that way. There's many others that support us in our fight, support anybody willing to stand up on behalf of freedom and on behalf of liberty and to protect our nation and its founding documents. But they stay silent. And one thing that I try to promote on this channel and on, you know, everything that I do is for folks to stop being silent. I wanted to do Sing for Freedom so that those that were behind bars feeling alone and isolated, their families, which are suffering through their incarcerations on the outside, feeling alone and isolated to understand that there is an entire nation of Americans, patriotic, God-fearing, country-loving, people standing behind them, marching beside them, standing there arm in arm to give them support. And since the early days, as you put it, there have been several groups that have been put together to help in this fight, to give people direction, to band together in ways that cannot be labeled as hateful or violent by the, by the other side, to help fix the problems that we see with the current institutions that we've put our trust in for many generations. This isn't something that has come around with a single administration. This is something that's been here lurking in the darkness. But now, recently, it has reared its ugly head and come out into the public view. And hopefully this will awaken people to say, now is the time to stand up, to put on the armor of God and to use the power of prayer, use the power of the voice of we the people and to slay this beast in a way that can make our forefathers proud. Use the constitutional process that they put in front of us to help protect us for generation to generation. The battlefield isn't on the streets, the battlefield's in the courtroom. The battlefield is in the hearts and minds of Americans, your neighbors, and it's patriots like yourselves that are helping to get that message out and to revitalize the patriotism in this country. People for too long have whispered that they love America. And you had mentioned before that you have roots in Brazil. Many people do not understand that Brazil is in a similar fight to what we have now because of January 6th except theirs was on January 8th of 2022. Yes. Whenever I was at CPAC, I had a chance to meet and shake the hand of President Bolsonaro and as, as well as his brother. And to see the outpouring of love, gratitude, appreciation to that man from the, I mean, hundreds of Brazilians that were at CPAC um, to show their support. It was truly beautiful. It, it reminded me of some of the patriotic moments in my childhood and speaking of America and tearing up whenever I would see the flag or to choke up when I hear the anthem playing. And they had that patriotic fervor, that want of liberty 
and they see hope in President Bolsonaro, which they have been persecuted, many have been exiled, and many of them have run for protection to the United States because of the political persecution. They have come to seek asylum and they are fighting for Brazil from afar. There's a, a gentleman for his safety, I'm not going to mention his name, but um, I talked with him. Uh, well, um, I know you know Mel, Mel Holly. Uh, she was out there uh, outside the Gaylord Convention Center, and we talked to this gentleman for at least an hour. And he was telling him, telling us about the persecution that he had been suffering, being imprisoned and tortured and et cetera. And many of the conditions that he went through are some of the same conditions that the men and women inside these jails in DC and other federal prisons across the country are going through. And he survived and was able to escape to America. And it was truly moving, but they have a lot in similar, in a lot of similar circumstances to what we're suffering now, but they understand the pains of communism. They're escaping a communist nation. Many of them are conservative, but their country was taken over by communism. They don't want it, but they don't have a choice. We are still at that precipice where we can make those decisions. We can make the change necessary. And they have all said to me the same thing that I've been parroting for a long time is that America is the last bastion of freedom. There's nowhere else in the world that we can go to. If we as Americans cannot flee to another country for asylum, they come to us. They come to America to seek protection. We as Americans have nowhere to go. And so it is all to us, we the people, to be the people and to protect this nation from the destruction that is looming over our heads. And every one of them kept emphasizing that fact. We need you to survive. For Brazil to survive, America has to win this fight. Otherwise, we all will fall. So we've actually been speaking with a lot of the Brazilians that are protesting and kind of banding together and to ask them like, hey, what can we do? What is important? What is going to work? What have they done to shut you down that we can get around it, etc.? Kind of brainstorming. And they had a lot of brilliant ideas and, and hopefully we can incorporate these um, into what we've been doing and improve our tactics. But I found a common, <clears throat> which each and every person that I spoke to, every one of them said, do not be quiet. Keep speaking, keep bringing awareness, keep speaking. Do not let them silence you no matter what. And so I always will say that you know, truth is the first casualty of war. If we can keep truth alive, we'll still have a leg in this fight, but it is imperative that as Americans, we do not be silent. We love our first amendment. You know, we, we love to complain about the government. We love to, to use our voice. And as Americans, sometimes we take that for granted, but right now we need to use that weapon for our advantage and to spread that information because the more people's eyes that we can open, it makes it a lot harder for the other side to close them again. Once they see that they've been lied to, once they see that their freedoms are in, in, in jeopardy, then they're going to help wake up another person. And then if that can spread through peaceful means and righteous indignation, we can wake the sleeping giant that is the silent majority of our country. So with your experience of knowing Brazilian culture and understanding what they've gone through, what is... Uh, 
sort of some of your thoughts on on the incident of January 8th and uh, how it is similar to what we're going through or any uh, any thoughts on that at all? Yes, well, I was in touch with uh, some some Brazilians prior to that time. Actually, I've been in touch with them for over a year now. And uh, during that time, and then after that time, um, in some cases, I'm able to speak with them still, and in other cases, I am not because they have had to, they've either been arrested or uh, they're having to live as what was described to me, a life kind of like the Christians in the catacombs, um, regrouping and, you know, seeking God for what would be the next step. Um, I know that for myself, um, speaking Portuguese, I do plan to put out a number of uh, broadcasts that will be in Portuguese as well as in Spanish. And there's a lot that we can say to them so that they do not feel alone. There's a lot we can say to them to let them know how much we care about the wisdom they've learned. And so I'm thrilled to hear you speak so reverently and articulately about what they were sharing because uh, they do have something to teach us. I mean, when I was living there, there was all kinds of uh, political activity going on. And uh, I remember the tanks in the street uh, during one changeover. Um, you know, I, I remember that life, you know, the, that what that was like. And of course, it's nothing like it is now because, oh my goodness, with the vaccine mandate. Now, the thing that I heard is the ones that were collected up, they, they gathered together with many people who they thought were going to be their uh, advocates uh, in this encampment that was going on for several months in one of the bigger cities of Brazil. And then all of a sudden, you know, these people were swooped up, thrown in jail, a lot of people scattered and they were forced vaccinated from what I hear. And then uh, what was described to me was that uh, the prisons in Brazil and in South America in general are nothing like the one. I mean, they're 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 uh, everything that we hear that's bad here in some cases and worse. They take their torture to another level. And uh, but the, the fact that so many of them continue with courage is just astonishing. Um, these people do have a beauty and a, a soul about them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's reflected in their love for music. In fact, you know, one idea that I had, Joseph, was to actually take the song Stand Your Ground and We Shall Overcome, those two songs, and do a subtitle in Portuguese across the front, like do another version and put the subtitle there in, in Portuguese forum uh, so that you know, that can get out. In some cases, I actually have translated, transliterated uh, into, I have two albums that are in Spanish that are sort of uh, Christian music and inspirational music in, in Spanish. I have not done that yet in Portuguese. I kind of ran out of studio time, I guess. Uh, but all of that is to come. And, uh, you know, as they say up here in the mountains where I live, if the Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, I'll just keep getting up and doing as much as I can every day. And, you know, I just pray, give me the strength, give, let me keep my mental faculties and whatever physical faculties I need to do what it is that I have to do. Because at this point, you know, this is what we have to do. We have to pour ourselves out and be that living sacrifice uh, so that uh, we can honor the gifts that have already 
come into play to get us here and then also as you've stated you know for the future generations to come but um in speaking about the brazilians i will also mention in australia those people are suffering terribly and new zealand they're suffering um i've spoken i've been in touch with people in africa um i had a school lunch program mission there for seven years and now that's in, been placed in the hands of some other organizations who have sort of taken over uh the care of these uh these children uh, but i i would say that uh you know they're they're being presented with the same mandates the same threats and they have no second amendment rights and first amendment is just you know forget it it doesn't even come up in conversation you're just expected to do whatever um i mean and in in places in europe you know i speak to people on a regular basis i've been speaking with the irish and what's happening there and this is a very real thing between uh you know all of the different aspects of this uh global uh confrontation to freedom right now that we have um uh, it's an undeclared war uh on liberty all over the place in every every nation and so absolutely we must stand in solidarity with people everywhere um just so that you know i get on chats sometimes whenever i have you know if i'm doing something um where i you know i have my ears are free you know uh i'll i'll put on one of the chats and i'll listen to people from around the world and they're so grateful just that you'll that you'll listen you know so they don't feel alone because we have small numbers here in some corners of our country but over there it's even worse and so the fact that they can reach out and speak to people that understand what's burning in their heart and you know help them remember again the vision the banner of liberty something that we can all share and it's an honor to be able to be there and listen to their stories so absolutely joseph um this uh mission is america but america is part of the soul of of the tapestry of liberty all around the world right now they used the flag as a banner of protest in Hong Kong um when they were fighting against the Chinese oppression be saying that Hong Kong uh, citizens were saying that they wanted independence and freedom from China and they would hold up the American flag in large crowds um as a sign of protest to me that's yeah. truly inspirational because yes. it's showing like America is the symbol of liberty and we cannot let that die. Yeah, and, and the good Lord has uh taken some of us and put us in a situation where we could learn what had to be learned and prepare ourselves. And there's always more to be learned, but the main thing is we know what's in our heart, what God has put in our heart, what we look around and see is become our mantle of responsibility to carry on into the future. And so, uh we do the best we can. We stay in our lane as far as uh you know recognizing the job that God's given us to do and we do it with all our heart mind and strength thinking of the two commandments also this is a way that we thank God for having been born in an environment that had as much liberty as we have had as flawed as it might have been uh you know we still have enough to be able to get up and continue to work but i know that the forefathers when they put all this together it was not just so that people could lay down um as a republic a constitutional republic and have other people manage things for us completely it really was written for a godly people 
and for people to each look at what their gifts of overflow are and to contribute that to the legacy of freedom today and for their offspring, you know, for generations to come. That's how it was set up. But somehow or another, a little bit too much got delegated. And of course, you know, in the complications of life and survival, you know, we go to the voting booth, some of us, and uh, and hope that people are going to do their job, but we have to pay better attention. So not only do we need to recapture uh, uh, the tenets of freedom, or shall we say, uh, reaffirm these is a better word, uh, in thought, word, and deed, but then, uh, you know, we have to look at what each of us can do then from the grassroots up as we the people to find that thing maybe we have kids and we want to uh, serve on the school board maybe we want to promote uh, voting maybe we want to supervise voting so that there's less of this uh, voter uh, fraud you know uh, maybe we want to be teachers homeschool our kids about the constitution maybe we want to uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes on and on. You know, there's so much that can be done, but each of us can find something to do. And I do believe in this activism business. Okay, so let's take it. That's activism for the future, unto the future generations. But right now, today, let's get back to, uh, uh, you know, uh, our, our January 6th uh, defendants and their families for a second here. And uh, my next moves... Uh, are to uh, put out more videos, uh, continue to promote the ones that I already have, which are to explain things to people, giving people these audiovisual tools that if somebody says, why, what, what is it about all of this? What is it? They can just push play. And then, you know, uh, there's a video there that explains this. But so I'm creating tools, but right now I would just really like to do exactly as you said I'm echoing here in this echo chamber between the two of us in saying that I would love for each person to examine their conscience and ask themselves what can they do and little things uh it doesn't have to be a big thing oh my gosh the stories um I have a song that's going to be a part of this compilation project for our politically persecuted in honor of our politically persecuted it will be called stand your ground a 20 song project coming up and in that is a song that I wrote and put on a voice for freedom album and that song is called love letters and I wrote it as an army wife uh, my husband served in the military almost 22 years he's recently retired and uh you know and just realizing um how important those communications, those video chats and letters are to someone serving, uh, how important those letters are to somebody who's been taken away to serve as a first responder. And um, just to uh, inspire people to find one person among the defendants that they might be able to adopt as a brother or a sister, one family that they might be able to adopt. We can also serve the general cause in a lot of different ways, but wouldn't it be wonderful if each one could reach one and uh, that person could hear, even if it was just once a month, you know, or maybe we could dedicate ourselves to reaching out to different ones, you know, whatever it is, whatever God puts on your heart. Um, so there's that, and then there's also, from what I understand, the food that they're being given behind bars is terrible, and there are packets being put together, and there are people on Telegram, and I'm sure through you and your audience, people could find out how they could work cooperatively with others to get some uh, commissary goods to these defendants, where defendants uh, have their families. You know, we would like very much to... Uh, 
encourage those uh, elected officials to uh, reach out and not settle for uh, defendants not receiving the full measure of their constitutional rights. You know, so there's a lot that can be done, simple little things, but collectively, I believe it can make a huge difference. There are several groups that um, I work very intimately with that are involved in helping to uh, put together commissary, uh, helping to facilitate letter writing back and forth to the prisoners and the defendants uh, that are um, not just incarcerated, but out on bond or uh, electronic tethering, house arrest, whatever. Um, anybody involved in January 6th and uh, also employment opportunities for families um, that are involved with January 6th as well as any inmate that does finally get out of their incarceration to come into yes. the civilian world. Um, I mean, you name it. And uh, I always let my audience know they can go to my website, which is sing the number four freedom.us. That's singforfreedom.us. And there's a uh, get involved tab. You can click on that and see all of the vetted groups that are out there. Boots on the ground with hundreds of different ways to use the talents and the gifts that God had given you to help make a difference, not only in the lives of a couple people, but to make a difference in our nation as a whole. Because as we all know, and like you just said, it is time for us to speak up and to speak out and to do something because the world is watching America and they are hoping that we can stand next to her. And not to quote the great words of Lee Greenwood, but it's time to stand up next to her. She needs us. America the beautiful. It's asking us, we the people, to do something. And Edmund Burke said it best when he said that the only thing evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing. So don't do nothing. And that's actually a twist on that um, quote of Edmund Burke by Jeremy Brown, a special forces uh, Green Beret uh, that did over 20 years that is now sitting in a federal prison and the FBI got caught red-handed planting evidence in his case, but he was still found guilty and incarcerated. No matter how innocent a man or woman may be, we are being railroaded, our freedoms taken, and our due process rights thrown out the window. And the media is pushing out this narrative that we are all hateful, bigoted, anti-government extremist terrorists. Right. that deserve the worst of the worst but really we're just regular americans that had the audacity to say hey let's look at the election before giving it a rubber stamp i can't thank you enough for what you've been doing and you have been a voice for freedom for long before january 6th and you have found a very holy and needed spot in what you're doing for us and for America as a whole. And it's truly beautiful the way that God has used your talents and has used your love of this nation to help us in this fight. So if you can hear me right now, America, you should look to Ann Wolf to say, this is what I can do. Whatever your talent may be, that's what she did. She took her talent and she has been using it to help right the wrongs in this nation and to help 
bring unity among each and every one of us because music unites it evokes emotion and it hits us at our core especially when it's driven by god let my audience know where it is that they can find you and um your your songs your works uh what's your like your socials or your website um, where can they find yes <laughs> yeah so um i've been going by ann a-n-n-m middle initial wolf w-o-l-f um there's a few other ann wolfs out there uh so i stuck my middle initial in there honors my mom you know and uh so i i'm on all social media platforms but annmwolf.info is a general website i have three websites right now that serve different purposes uh two of those are uh, resource libraries of audiovisual content for God and country and uh, but the nmwolf.info is where you can you know find the social media outlets and all of that so uh, but really I'd like to encourage people to uh, all do just exactly as you had suggested which is to seek out the speeches and the letter like the letters from uh, the Gulag Chronicles is that beautiful book of uh, responses written by prisoners to people who have written them describing what's going on. Uh, also, there are some incredible uh, speeches that have been written from people who upon sentencing or upon being released or whatever, they have given these eloquent dissertations that are just stunning, historic dissertations. And I would encourage you to read those and you will be inspired again. You will learn from people who gutted it out and knew the price of freedom from the inside out. And I would encourage you, of course, to sing at nine o'clock every night or to play it or to tune into one of the vigils, certainly to this channel. Uh, we have here a gentleman who has spearheaded the movement to stand in solidarity with these prisoners. And I know it's made a huge difference for them to know that every night, and this is a growing movement from what I understand, uh, uh, even the president had to join in when everybody at one of his rallies stopped at nine o'clock and saying, so you really started something there, Joseph. And it was simply because you honored what God was putting on your heart. So you never know, you know, it says despise not the time of humble beginnings, but we never know where God's going to take it. Right. So I would encourage you to uh, stay tuned here because Joseph will bring you some great resources, great insight. And I'll look forward to meeting all of you out there at some point. And thank you so much for supporting this gentleman here as all of the podcasters and content creators on behalf of our January 6th defendants and their families. God bless you, Joseph, and God bless you, uh, our beautiful listeners tonight. I thank you very much. And uh, yes, definitely, folks, get out there, sing the anthem at 9 p.m. Eastern and uh, sing it loud and proud. You know, every single night I'm out there singing like a dying cat, but I do it proudly because I love this nation and I want to help bring some hope to the families and to the inmates, as well as bring awareness to their suffering. And that is what God put on my heart. And uh, when it interrupted Trump at the first rally, I was giddy like a school kid. Um, and when I saw it happen the second time and heard what he had said about it, basically explaining the entire purpose, um, it showed me that, that Donald Trump knows exactly what we as Americans are doing and why. And um, I mean, yes, I did start the campaign Sing for Freedom, but I can't take all the credit. 
Um, first, I give all glory to God because he put it on my heart to do something, but it was the men inside of the DC CTF, the, the DC Gulag as we call it, that showed true love and patriotic fervor despite it being this nation that was persecuting them. And I just took what they were doing and I pushed it out into the public and said, America, it is time for us to stand together hand in hand with our brothers and sisters. And it took on like fire. I'm truly humbled by how well it has done and by the effect it has had. And um, I had mentioned in a, a previous episode, but um, Mel Holly had interviewed John Mellis and she asked him, we know it's rough in there for you, but what are you, what are you guys looking to to find hope? Like what gives you the strength to fight on? And uh, it still chokes me up when I hear it, but he, he cited Sing for Freedom and let America know that it was in the darkest time of their incarceration, their solitary confinement for the first year they were in, that gave them that hope to know that America was standing with them and singing with them at nine o'clock every night. And that's what it's all about. It's not any individual, it's America as a whole. We, the people, stand together united under the same red, white, and blue, and we can't stand for injustice. And it's the power of our voice with the beauty of some melody. And that is something that you have personified your entire career. And I will do it as much as I possibly can every single day until they bury me under the prison. And even then, my voice will echo through the hallways and haunt everybody that is persecuting our Americans for the rest of their lives. And unfortunately, my time with the podcast and my time with doing the Sing for Freedom out here in the beautiful grace of freedom in our nation might be coming to an end sooner than I wish because my trial has been set for May 15th. I'm not going down without a fight, but no matter how innocent I may be, this is no longer our America and because of the bias within the judiciary. And I'm hoping for a miracle, but no matter what happens, I know God will win, his will will prevail. But America, this is our Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego moment, and I will never bow to Nebuchadnezzar. And I have beautiful friends like yourself, Miss Wolf, and the inspiration that you have given me and many others to help keep us fueled for that fight. So I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience? Any message you want to give to America as a whole before we wrap this up? Well, to you personally, Joseph, if uh, you have to take the banner and pass it on, there'll be a lot of us that will carry it proudly while you go through whatever stages of this experience that you're going to be going through. And the, the solidarity will not stop. The connection, the unity will not stop. Not for one day. And, you know, we will be with you. We are with you. And that's for you personally. And for anybody, I always like to end with a prayer. I just say, Lord God, we just thank you for this opportunity to come together and, and to honor you and to honor those who you have put such a beautiful spirit of loving and giving 
such a love for freedom, Lord God, help us to become the people of God that you have in mind so that we can live up to the vision, to the purpose that this country was given to us. Lord God, bring comfort to those who are struggling, who are suffering right now as they seek to uphold freedom. Cover the children, Lord God, that don't understand completely what's happened to their parents and who may be being shamed or bullied. Lord God, be with those wives and spouses that are at home trying to keep things together while the family members are away. Lord God, help us as a nation come together in unity under you. The two commandments, love God, love others. And we walk out in faith today and every day because it's in God we trust and in his name we pray, extending this prayer as well to people around the world as we embrace them in their struggle for liberty as well. Lord God, we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, don't forget, folks, to check out the description box for the links and references that you would need. Also, you can find the links to all of our sponsors down there to help keep the Sing for Freedom dream alive, keep this podcast running, and uh, help me in my fight for true justice for January 6th inmates, defendants, and their families. And also help me in my own case. You know, I'm facing 30 years and I can't do it alone, even though I didn't go in the building, which still blows my mind. But that's the America that we're dealt with right now. MammothNation.com MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com and P2PPrinting.com are our sponsors. Mammoth Nation uh, goes up against Amazon and makes sure to support patriotic veteran-owned businesses. Use the promo code of FREEDOMJ6. That's FREEDOM, the letter J, the number 6, for a 30% discount. MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. Use the promo code FREEDOM. And that's how they know that I'm the one that sent you. And it helps us keep things going. And then P2P Printing. Look under the Pi Anon tab. P-I-A-N-O-N. Pi Anon. Because that's the name I go by online. And you can get all the Sing for Freedom gear, merchandise that your heart can desire. Help make patriotism sexy again. I also want to remind everybody that in the description box you can find a link to drop us a voice message you want to do your national anthem for sing for freedom by audio only send us a voice message you want to send a message to the j6ers you can do it that way as well and also don't forget to check out our website of sing the number four freedom.us sing for freedom.us it's not a com because i'm not a company it's not org because well i'm not very organized but i am an american So singforfreedom.us, it's the central hub of ways that you can get involved, help out our January 6th defendants with their give, send, goes. I have a very extensive list on the site and it goes directly to them. We don't touch a penny. Uh, My give, send, go is on there as well. So if you feel so inclined to help me out in this fight to pay for a very expensive lawyer, um, you just find my name, Joseph Thomas, in the list. And uh, it's all deeply appreciated because all of us have limited resources, the federal government, 
which is destroying our lives, have unlimited resources because as good citizens, we pay our taxes. So check out the website, singforfreedom.us. There's ways that you can get involved in all the different groups. Plus, you can see the videos the Patriots submit for Sing for Freedom of them singing the anthem. Go check out her music. Watch the videos. You can find her on Rumble, Twitter, Telegram. Anne M. Wolf is uh, a true patriot. Her heart is in it, and she is doing God's work. Wherever he directs her, she puts her feet to the ground and moves forward, despite the fire that surrounds her. And it is truly admirable. She's been a dear friend for a very long time, um, ever since I've gotten into the January 6th community. And it's been refreshing. True patriotism can be hard to find sometimes when you're surrounded by wolves. But when you find that humble lamb that is willing to march beside you, it's priceless. And for that, I am forever thankful. It is up to us, America, to use our voice. Hers, she uses to belt out patriotic love in beautiful, melodic harmony. But her message is of unity, of perseverance, temperance, and fortitude. And that is the basis of American strength and American resolve. Because God goes before us in battle. We don't need to fight. We just need to stand. Just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood before Nebuchadnezzar and said, We bow to no man. We only bow to God. Remember, folks, the Biden administration ain't got nothing on we the people because we're Americans, and it's going to stay that way. Until next time, peace. Oh, say can you.